Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, Justin Nelson is a name you hear on SENZ regularly in a basketball capacity. He was a big part of our commentary team for the South NBL Finals. Uh, he co-hosts Hoopheads as well. But uh, his day-to-day role is with Sky Television as their head of commercial. He knows how to call games, but he also knows how to turn around a sport and turn them into a, a viable entertainment product. You only need to look at New Zealand's National Basketball League for proof of that. Now our national game is in his sights. Justin Nelson joins us now on SENZ in the morning. Justin, thanks very much for your time. Hey, Smithy, no problems. And uh, hopefully you're back to winner during the, the Sells NBL Final Six. It was, it was pretty hard to tip winners, but it was a lot of fun. It certainly was, and it came across uh, absolutely fantastically uh, the, the last four nights. It was a, a, a brilliant product, and, and of course that uh, leads me on to the, the, the theme of our discussion today, and that is, of course, uh, about the, the entertainment and, and rugby, perhaps. And uh, you've been taking a, a little look at uh, how perhaps we could do better in that in terms of uh, providing a better spectacle and a better night out or a better day out, effectively. Yeah, well, I mean, the fans are, are the most critical uh, part of any sports business. If you don't have the fans, you know, you very quickly uh, fall by the wayside. And, and it is entertainment. It's the business that uh, that sport is in. It's important that, you know, we, we bring people along to, to best utilise and best enjoy their, their leisure time to entertain them. Uh, and, and not only entertain them, but but give them the feeling of wanting to come back over and over again. And, you know, that very quickly turns to tribalism. And as soon as you've got tribalism in sport, you know, you've got a fantastic business. And uh, and that's what we should all be aiming for. How would you describe rugby as an entertainment product as we speak? Look, I'm not a rugby expert. And, you know, I, I very much say that every time I stand up and talk about this sort of stuff. But what I do know is the game has incredible fandom in this country. Um, you know, I, I do come from Australia. I think everyone knows that. And I grew up with AFL and you're born into AFL. You're born into having a team. You're born into being tribal. And I think right now for a sport like rugby, and, and I've really enjoyed sitting back and, and watching and listening and learning, you know, I think the great challenge for rugby right now is to bring people back to being tribal. And, and super rugby is the key to doing that. Um, at the moment, there's there's some passiveness. That that's the way I see it. It's my opinion, um, and, and that is that you know Super Rugby comes to an end, and 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 literally it's not talked about. It's not a three six five business, and I think that's the great challenge for the game now. And it's it's not unlike what every other sport 
you know, big business uh, in sport is out there chasing. It's about capturing people's attention and mindset and engagement and immersion for 365 days of the year. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a, a really good challenge that sits in front of rugby. And I hope that, um, you know, many people can play their part and role in going out there and making that happen. Justin, you make a good point about the product, uh, you know, in, in terms of a spectacle as such. But I just wonder, uh, do we have the population base in this country? Do we have enough people to make it a 365 business, to make sure uh, we can uh, provide the uh, the opportunities, the entertainment on a consistent basis that you, you would like to see? Well, I think it's got the fandom. I think that's the most important thing. So, yes to the population base, but yes, yes, yes to the fandom that exists around the game. There's so many people here who love the game, talk about the game, want uh, to be a part of the game. You know, I think the great danger at the moment is is ensuring that they don't drift off into being passive fans. And, and what that means is, you know, when you become passive, you take up other choices, you take up other options, whether that be sport or any other sort of entertainment. Uh, and it's important that you bring those people back into being tribal uh, you know, not to harp on the AFL, but there's 1.2 million members, signed members every year across the AFL to their teams. It is a very, very tribal sport where you buy your seat and you do not want to give it up for anything. You know, if uh, if sports can emulate that, if they can go down that path of tribalism, European football, great example, NBA, NFL, I mean, it is uh, certainly the mecca uh, of what you should be chasing utopia in sport. So you, you talk about the, the fandom as such, uh, the tribalism. Uh, which point would you see uh, it having to be entered into in terms of New Zealand? I mean, traditionally in the past, we've been closely, more closely attached to our provinces, I think it's fair to say, than our super rugby franchises. Yeah, it's a really good point, and I'm, I'm learning more about that as I travel around the country and, and, and talking to people. You know, th- th- there's a really strong um, uh, part of the of the history of the game that's been built out of the, the regions. And to be honest, Smith, you know, I've probably lived through that the last few years with what's been done in the in the NBL, you know, where it has become really regional. Uh, and, and that's one of the most exciting aspects of the growth of that particular competition. So, you know, I, I always say I respect the past, uh, but I, I, I live in the now and I look to the future um, and, and that's really important that we do that. We should always respect the past. But if we if we administer, manage, and run sport um, according to the past, you know, sometimes you can lose your way. Innovation doesn't happen. And right now, you know, the very best sports around the world, the very best businesses in sport around the world are innovating. They're tweaking. They're changing. They're thinking about, you know, the the, the current uh, and future generations. They're thinking about the eighteen to thirty fours. You know, the young people coming through who consume their leisure time incredibly different to what you and I did, you know, when we were growing up and, and in and around sport. It's a very different world and it's important that we adapt because fans relate to fans. That's really important that people remember that. Fans relate to fans. And right now, uh, it's social. Um, it's social at the game, away from the game, in front of their television. 90% of people who go to an event go there to socialise. They're the things that sports have to get right. Okay, so how we, how do we do that at the stadium? How do we make it more social? How do, how do we uh, give them an experience where they say, yeah, I'll be back, Re- regardless of the result, you know, I'll be back next week. I really enjoyed that night out. What do we, what do we need to do better? 
Yeah, look, the, the hot topic for many years has been fan engagement. That, that, that has now progressed very rapidly, and sports businesses around the world are chasing fan immersion. And that's about putting fans in the middle of the contest, in the middle of the game. Fans, can they decide what colour strip, what colour uniform a team wears this week? Can they integrate with broadcast and make the decision on who the broadcaster interviews after the game? Can fans uh, have a have an opportunity to decide what music is played, you know, during the game or half time or what the entertainment's going to be? It won't be long before we stand in our lounge rooms and put a, a set of VR goggles on and, and we're standing in front of the hucker. We're right in the middle, right there at the start, and we're a part of it. Fan immersion right now is what every sports business is chasing. And that's what we need to be thinking about. How do we take the fan and put them in the middle of the contest? Because that's the future. That's what they want. You've got an interesting concept too uh, around perhaps a player draft system uh, similar to uh, what we see in the the NBA overseas um, and the NFL, which is hugely popular in terms of an audience, Um, and also trade windows perhaps that we never have really experienced in New Zealand sport that I can think of. Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of this space because what it does is it creates conversation 365. It, it creates a product um, that, that people are, are um, constantly engaged with every day. They go to work, they go to school, you know, they, 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 they go restaurants, pubs, you know, whatever it may be, and they're constantly talking about the product because it's there in front of them. When the AFL finishes, you know, on that last Saturday in September and the final siren goes, the AFL machine doubles in terms of what it does promotionally and from a marketing aspect. You know, they start talking about combines and drafts and free agency and trade windows and swapping picks and all sorts of stuff. I mean, the off-season of a sport has to be ramped up. It has to be amped and it has to be hyped. And I think what we've seen, you know, the AFL has been having drafts for 30 years, NBA longer, you know, NFL. What they do is they turn the business, they turn the machine uh, and crank it up into overdrive when the competition's not actually playing. And I think it's something that really needs to be explored here. You know, the Cells NBL in 2020, um, via circumstance, COVID, uh, it went down that unique path of, of having a draft and it captured a lot of people's imagination. All of a sudden, people who otherwise didn't talk basketball we're talking basketball and the league over the last few years has has really grown um off that particular time in that draft so i think there's huge opportunity there it takes a change mentality you know it does take a position of sitting down and looking at all of the benefits and thinking about the fans first and foremost and i'll tell you now i reckon most fans around the country would love to see uh drafts trade windows combines um, you know, fantasy, stats, all those sorts of things because that's what we're seeing around the world. What about player engagement and this, um, you know, the, the actual teams, uh, the franchises, etc.? cetera? Uh, how, how can we improve accessibility to the, the young people, to, to those prospective fans who you want to turn up on a regular basis? Are they doing enough? I think fans want, I'm sorry, I think players want to do more. You know, I think sometimes administratively, we tend to step in and, and, and we're gatekeepers. Um, and, and I think that's unfortunate because players want to connect with fans. Don't forget that every player, every single player in every sport, by and large, has come via a pathway with, where they were once a fan. They've lived the life of being a fan. 
Uh, and now all of a sudden they get to the elite level through their, their natural talent and ability. And, you know, I think for athletes, you know, male and female across whatever sport they play and participate in, they want to connect with fans. They want to be around the fans. Uh, they want to enjoy that fandom because it usually is a pretty short career. So the more you attract, the more that you connect with your fans, you build your own brand and hopefully, you know, those athletes can uh, can earn a good dollar and, and can make a good living out of their career while they've got it. But I think sometimes it's the gatekeepers, Smithy. It's those people who sit in the offices and, and behind the desks who make it a little bit harder than what it should be. I, I think we've got to access um, fans and players together, you know, more. Uh, again, not to harp back on, on the NBL, but, you know, this is where I've come from in the last few years. You go to a game in the NBL and after every game, the fans get to come down on the court and meet the players. Stand there, mm. take photos, talk to them, sign autographs, and the players love it. And the fans love it. I mean, it's perfect. It's entertainment. It's immersion. That's what it is. Okay. Um, one All Black, uh, one New Zealand rugby brand, brand, of course, which seems to hold up uh, pretty well, of course, is the All Black brand. Um, and we only have to look at it whether it's uh, whether it's hot or cold, whether it's uh, whether things are going well or badly, as we've just been going through in the last um, month or so. Uh, Justin, they they still seem to attract attention as such. Uh, so I guess we're looking to continue that kind of theme, I guess, down um, down the grades, as 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 uh, for want of a better word, because uh, the, the All Black brand as such, I mean, it's not just not a New Zealand brand as such; it's a worldwide brand and. Of course, Silver Lake have bought into that as well. How do you see that building from that brand? Well, I think you've got to put the fan at the centre of every decision that you make. So it's, it, it doesn't matter whether it's the whether it's the All Blacks or you know it's the English football team or whatever it may be. And the All Blacks is a, you know is an awesome brand. I love the fandom here. You know, it actually really disappoints me when, when, when I do hear people talk negatively about the game or talk down about the game or, you know, people who, who jump to, you know, the game being crap. It's not crap. It's great. The fandom is what makes sport so special. And I think for, you know, the trials and tribulations, the roller coasters, the ups and down sport goes through. And, and that's why it's a theatre. That's why we love it. You know, you don't always win. You do have the down times and you build resilience. And I love the comeback. I love the fight back. And I think right now, um, for all sports businesses, not just here in New Zealand, but it's a great challenge for every sports business around the world. You have to put the fan at the centre of every decision. You know, quite often we, we sit in the towers, we sit behind the desks, and we don't consider the fan when we make decisions. That has to change. The fans are number one. If you don't have them, it's a slippery slope. Fantasy sports is a big driver of content and commercial opportunities in other sports. Uh, as a game, does Rugby Union have that potential to cash in like, say, the NRL, the AFL or uh, other American sports? I think it does if it tweaks a little bit about what it does and what it pushes out. So, you know, basketball is obviously a, a, a huge game with fantasy around the world. Football is as well. You know, in Australia, AFL, NRL have capitalised on this market um, in huge ways. And I think that uh, it's something that needs to be explored uh, here uh, very, very quickly. I think rugby definitely has the opportunity to do it, but it also means, you know, opening up avenues to GPS data, um, you know, looking at stats that engage with people and how they're going to best be followed in games because there's a lot of people who go to a game or switch on a TV and, and watch a game and they're not overly, especially the younger generation, they're not overly watching a team. 
they're watching players. And the reason they're connecting and watching those players is because there's a fantasy element to it. They get to be the coach for a day. They get to pick their team. They get to trade players in and out. They get to put players on the bench and decide who's going to be captain. And they get to win the rewards of those players that they've selected in their team playing really, really well and, uh, and you know, achieving. So it's a different mindset these days. It's not just about being tribal to a team or to a colour or to a region or a background or that's who my family went for. Quite often now, people are becoming tribal about a sport, about a game, because they're attached to it from a fantasy perspective. It's big business. It's huge business. And definitely right here in New Zealand, uh, there's some ways to go. And I think the um, the market here is ready for it. I think they want it. Okay, so uh, you've been mentioned you've been travelling around, you've been consulting with people, uh, asking and, and just observing and, and that sort of thing. What what is uh, what next is on the agenda then to, to put uh, this into place, Justin? Well, I, I think it's about getting out and talking about it. Um, you know, I, I think it's really important that that we make it a part of the conversation. Now, whether that comes from me, and, and this is a space in an area that I, I work in, in, in in everyday life, so I'm pretty passionate about it, as you can tell. Um, and I've been there and, and, and been a part of it through, you know, the journey and, and you know, certainly more recently basketball here. Uh, but I think it's got to become a part of the conversation. And if I can help make it a part of the conversation and it leads to, you know, sports exploring further um, you know, fan immersion and, and making fans the centre of every decision that's made. We're going to see these exciting things uh, develop and uh, and come about. I mean, if I could pick up the top 30, 40 sports administrators in New Zealand, put them on a plane and take them to America uh, and see and feel and smell uh, and, and meet um, you know, a lot of the people that, that I've met over the last 10 years in the States, because they're the best, Smithy, the, the, the United States, the Americans are the best worldwide when it comes to the business of sport. You know, I'd, I'd love to take the top administrators from New Zealand over there and, and see what goes on, because I, you know, I think there's a lot to learn, but it starts with being a part of the conversation, and hopefully I can help do that. Justin Nelson, absolutely fantastic talking to you. I love the concept because I, for one, even as a broadcaster, I uh, don't like the look of all those empty yellow seats at Wellington Stadiums and uh, it just doesn't get it. And uh, I know what it's like to be at good sporting events and I know what it's like to be a, um, not at good sporting events. And uh, the latter, unfortunately, is becoming a little bit too, too much dominant. So, oh, look, hey, thank you for that. Um, intriguing. I look forward to, to seeing how it goes and... Uh, if you've got a spare seat on that plane, I'm with you, man. <laughs> hey, look, I appreciate it. And, you know, I guess the top message there is if we allow fans to be passive, if we don't talk to them and create excitement and get them involved in conversations 365 days of the year, if they become passive, uh, you know, the seats do become empty and uh, and the TVs, you know, can be switched off and, and they go off and do other things. So it's really important we focus on... Uh, making and bringing our, our fans into the conversation and, and returning to tribalism. You create tribalism, they're with you every step of the way. They love it. It's, it's the theatre and, uh, and they want to be a part of it. Fans are screaming out for attention. They want to be in the middle of it. Justin Nelson, thank you very much for your time. Absolutely Cheers, fascinating to, to hear your thoughts on that. And I totally agree. Cheers, man. Thank you.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.